0: Welcome to Radiant Alchemy with Sakara Ray. Take a little break and join me for a short little while while we contemplate ways that we can make our lives easier and more joyful and live more authentically in our life's purpose. Let's get started. Well, good morning and happy Friday, dear ones. I apologize that once again I am a little bit late in getting to you but my side project has taken a little bit longer than anticipated and as you know I am a perfectionist and I don't want to give you anything unless it's just exactly how I think it needs to be. So uh, hopefully it will be out either this weekend or Monday. I'm very excited. Please make sure you keep an eye out on my website and my social media for the announcements. And it actually will tie into um, what I want to talk about today. You'll just have to wait and see. Um, One of the things that has been coming up a lot in the last few weeks, uh, I have several clients who are journeying through cancer. And I also have um, a handful of clients who are either looking at the end of a parent's life or have just lost a parent. And we have some family um, struggles going on in my personal life as well. I lost an uncle last month and we just found out that we have another family member who is um, very ill. So I am feeling guided to actually discuss death today, but to discuss it in a really hopeful, loving, um, peaceful way. And as you know, my promise to you always is only to talk to you about things that I know to be true either through research or experience. And so I wanted to share some personal stories about my experiences with people that I love um, once death has occurred. I wanna be really, really clear that I am absolutely not advocating opening up any portals or dabbling in things like Ouija boards or things like that Um, I want you to stay on the side of the light always but I just want to share some experiences that I've had with people that I love who have completed their earthly journey and the joy and the hope that it gives me and so I hope that it will do the same for you Um, and I think even though I'm going to share specific stories about death, my hope is that it will, today's podcast will help you to start paying attention to the signs. Because really, synchronicity and blessings and miracles and guidance are available at all times if we're only willing to look for them and make the connections. So this is an encouragement to start doing that. And I think You know, anyone that is a person of faith has had that moment where they've said, God, if you're real and you're here and you hear me, please show me something. Show me anything. Give me a sign. And I find that one of the ways that God um, speaks to me is through keeping me connected with my ancestors. So um, I have one biological grandparent left, The first grandparent that I lost was my paternal grandfather and it really hurt in a way that I was not prepared for. It was the first person that I had lost that really, really meant something of true significance to me. And in a lot of ways, he was my favorite. I don't really know why. Um, There's just something really wonderful About him and the older I get and the longer I go without him in fact he has been gone more years than I have had him I appreciate him more and more um, even though I only had him for 19 years and he's been gone for 21 but um, he had a very long drawn-out death process that was painful for everyone and um, Again, it, it really, really hurt when I lost him. It hit me in a way I was not prepared for. Um, but a few weeks after he had passed, I was in church, and we uh, were singing a hymn, and it was one of his favorite hymns. And I actually turned around, because as we started singing it, I heard him say, I'm here, kiddo. I'm Okay. And he said it as if he was just in the pew behind me, you know, talking into my ear. And it was such a strange um, experience, but it gave me so much peace. And, you know, that's really the only time that he visited me. And for years and years, I, you know, I would pray and ask for him to come to me in a dream. And uh, he he never has up until um, a week ago and I don't know why he came to me a week ago but I was having a very strange dream as dreams often are and they don't ever make any sense Um, I'm not a dream decoder by any any stretch of the means but um, in my dream there was like something on the fridge and even though it wasn't true in this lifetime in my dream whatever this object was, was, like, something from their house. I don't know if it was, like, a magnet or, like, a dry erase board. I can't quite remember. But on it, um, there was some, some wording. And I could only see it if I went right up to it and, it. and it said, hey, kid, I love you. And that actually is the last thing that he ever said to me. So as he was dying... Um, he went through many weeks of delirium and not really knowing who we were and and talking about things that didn't make sense to any of us and the last time we saw him he was remarkably clear which i think is many people's experience as someone is dying there seems to be this day where all of a sudden it seems like oh my god they're normal they're getting better he was alert he was awake he was sitting up he knew who we were and as we were leaving he called out to me and he said hey kid and I turned and looked over my shoulder, and he's sort of saying, I love you. And I just smiled and said, I love you too. And I was so happy because I was thinking, you know, maybe there's some weird miracle where he's had this miraculous healing, and, you know, he's not going to die of cancer. And, of course, he ended up dying the next weekend. Um, but that was such a gift that we had that final little experience and exchange together. So that's why in church, when I felt like it was over my shoulder, just as he'd sort of called out to me at our last visitation, that was really meaningful. And so in this dream, what was written on this was, hey, kid, I love you. And it was almost like, um, it was like there's this thing that I could lift up. And then it was like a recording of his voice. And he said it in the same manner. Hey, kid, I love you. And, you know, like how grandparents can get those little teddy bears and they can record a message and then mail them to their grandkids or like soldiers will do that for their children when they're deployed. It was like that. So it was like this actual recording of his voice. And it was just the most wonderful experience. And I woke up um, with tears in my eyes because it was the first time in over 20 years that he had made any contact with me. But it let me know that in all this time even though I don't see him and he doesn't visit me, that he is still very much around and aware and um, looking out for me. And that just fills me with so much joy. So that's my paternal grandfather. Um, My nana, my paternal grandmother, uh, died in a way that to me was very unexpected. I mean, she was sick and in the hospital, but she was supposed to be released. And just all of a sudden died. And I think essentially her spirit gave up. And I luckily did get to see her a few days before she died. And um, again, it was a very clear visit. And I did not know it was going to be our last visit because I thought she was going home. But we did have time together, which was wonderful. Um, She has never visited me. And I think it's because she loved me the most. And that is a fact. And you could ask absolutely anyone in our family. She made no bones about it. I was her favorite human on the planet. And so I think that she loved me enough in this lifetime that she doesn't need to give me anymore. more. And um, she had a lot of suffering and a lot of physical illness and mental illness. And so I think now is her time when she's really just free And I don't mind that she doesn't visit me because she gave me so much love while she was here. My maternal grandfather was a very, very painful death, also from cancer. But he really was just the glue and the thread of our family. And... um, i i don't know how else to describe it. He was the rug that tied the room together, uh so it was a very, very deep loss when he left and um, I did get to see him, and we had a um very painful but loving conversation and i'm tearing up, so just give me a moment I'm sorry. Death is a, even though it can be a beautiful thing, there is still pain for those of us that are here and missing them. Um, So we said the things that we needed to say to each other and admitted our sadness that it was going to be our last in-person visit. Uh, And I had lived very far away at that time. So I had sort of raced up to see him for a weekend. And um, again, I was... Shocked by the pain that I felt at our last visit, uh, but I had re- you know returned home to where we were living at that time, and I had a very lucid dream. And he was at home, just like my other grandfather was. We had him set up in a hospital bed in the living room where we could all sit around and you know watch Shrek was his favorite movie, so we would watch Shrek and we would watch old home movies and just hang out. And so in my dream, I was standing in the living room with him, but he was him, like how I always knew him in my life. So, you know, he had his little pants on and his golf shirt and um, there was no. uh, Actually, I'm going to take that back. Forget the beginning of that sentence. So we were standing there holding hands, but we actually were looking at him on his hospital bed and in the same moment, um, both the hospital bed and and my pap, as we were holding hands, sort of started like um, like shim- almost like heat waves, like getting like shimmery and, and wavy. You know, like when you look on the horizon and you see those heat waves. And um, both forms of him just sort of dissipated and evaporated. And what was left in the living room was a... Um, A blue butterfly with like black around the tips of its wings so it was a blue and black butterfly and I woke up because the phone was ringing and uh, I you know I answered it and my mom said you know I just want to let you know that pap just died and I said I know I was there like I literally was with him in some parallel dimension Um, it was just the two of us but I Literally was there with him across time and space in his moment of death. And to this day, the o- I will occasionally see a monarch butterfly. But pretty much the only butterfly that I see is a blue and black butterfly. And it happens every summer, every year. I don't see any other butterflies anymore. I don't see any little ones or yellow ones or whatever. It is the same blue and black butterfly. And it often comes to me um, on days when I'm feeling kind of like harassed and hurried. So there was one day when I was running late and I actually was going to like run a stop sign and this butterfly came and just sort of hovered and flitted across my windshield and I stopped because I knew that it was him. So he often comes when I need a little bit of... um, gentle assistance or love he doesn't always come to me on hard days when i want reassurance or i want you know some kind of comfort but sort of when i need to be awakened to something he'll come visit me and so that's been going on for oof probably i'm thinking he's been gone for nine years now and so summer uh has always been one of my favorite times but i really look forward to his visits. In the summer, and uh, my mom sees the same butterfly. So sometimes we'll call each other and say, "Hey, I just saw I just saw Pap. He was just here." So um, that is my wonderful experience. And a few years after that, my stepgram, his partner, um, died, and I had a very similar dream. I was in the same. It was the same situation. She was in the living room in a hospital bed. I I unfortunately did not get to see her or have a conversation with her before she passed. And that makes me very sad. Um, Although I don't know that she would have known me. She really um, had mentally disintegrated a lot in her final months. But um, either way, I did not get to... Actually, I never saw her again after my pap died. And that, that makes me sad, even though we did have conversations on the phone. Um, but on the morning that she died, I, I had the same dream. I was standing in the same living room with her, and it was just the two of us. And um, I was hugging her. And I knew at that point that she was very, very frail. I think she was well under 100 pounds. Um, I didn't really know how tiny and fragile she'd become until I saw her you know, in the, in the casket at her funeral. But in my dream... Um, She was standing up there was no hospital bed and I wrapped my arms around her and as I hugged her she sort of filled in and when I opened my eyes and again in dreams you know these are kind of hard to explain she was herself but she was also her mother who was the most wonderful person and who I loved so much and it was almost like her mother had come to like absorb her and take her away. And so I, you know, I, I hurried up and I went to my mom and I said, mom, I, I had the same dream, Anita, Anita's dying, if she has not already died, like, this is the day. And, um, I had to go to work that day and I couldn't get anyone to cover for me and I was so angry and I could not stop crying at work. I just could not hold it together because if I didn't go to work, I was going to lose my job that day. There was a a large event where everyone had to be present, and I could not get anybody that would pick up my portion. And I struggled the whole way through work. And then as I was driving home, I just felt really peaceful, like I had gotten it all out of my system. And as it turns out, she died while I was driving home from work. So I had, you know, my second prophetic dream, but I could not feel sad In either one of those cases because the dream experience was so peaceful and I got to be with them in those final moments and she does not visit me but um, I know she's busy uh, (laughs) running after my pap and keeping him in line so um, but those dream experiences were such a wonderful even though there is the searing pain of loss I hold on to those dreams that I had because they were real, and I don't know how anyone could refute them, that I had the same death dream on the day that two of my grandparents died. I I don't know how science explains that, but it was a real thing that happened. Um, The last one that I want to share with you quickly is uh, my Aunt Rose passed away about five years ago from cancer, and... Uh, I did not get to see her. I had scheduled to take off, um, and go on a weekend. I was going to go on a Saturday and she ended up dying Friday morning. So I didn't get to have my last conversation with her. I didn't get to see her. Um, I'm pretty sure she knows how I felt about her, but I did not get my last visit. And that has always been really difficult for me. Um, so I've been working on something in honor of her and this is what will be revealed in the next couple of days but she has never visited me not in a dream or anywhere else Um, but her favorite animal is a hummingbird and just two days ago i was on my lunchtime dog walk and something kept around my head and I thought it was a bee because in um, the fenced yard of this dog that I take care of it's always really really buggy there are lots of mosquitoes and flies and wasps and I was getting kind of annoyed and I kept walking away Um, and I kept hearing it like just behind my head on the left side and so I finally turned around because I was just gonna swat it and risk being stung and it was like something out of a movie honest to God I felt like I was an avatar or something I turned around and I was nose to nose with a hummingbird. And it was, could not have been more than one inch from my nose. And it looked at me. It actually made eye contact with me. And it hovered right in front of my nose for about five seconds. And then it just took off. And I thought, oh my God, that was Rose. She just came to visit me. She knows what I'm doing. She knows what I'm working on. And that was her way of saying, you go, girl. So, um, boy, I've just been on cloud nine all week. And I hope that you have enjoyed these stories. They really are meant to be uplifting and reassuring. I know how painful death is. And believe me, if I think about it for too long, even now I'm tearing up thinking about all of my grandparents and what I wouldn't give for one more hug or to be able to smell them or to be able to be in their house one more time. You know, when, when Anita died, it was the end of everything. So my pap was gone. Anita was gone. Now the house was going to be gone. Um, all of those childhood memories, all of the smells, all of the little places that my sister and I like to hang out there. And, um, you know, when we lose someone, we lose so much more than that person because they bring something so unique to the, to the family tribe. And some losses are deeper than others. And so I'm not trying to take away from the sadness and the depth of the loss, but I'm trying to bring uh, hope and reassurance and encouragement that in my experiences... I know this to be true, they are still with us. We might not be able to see them or hug them or have a reciprocal conversation with them, but they absolutely are still with us, watching out for us, and um, maybe just beyond our reach. So I want to encourage you to try to find the joy and the blessing that comes in death and to start looking for the connections, the places that they're still showing up for you, that they're still guiding you and protecting you and looking out for you. And everyone's experience is different. So um, I don't know if anyone else can relate to this, but for a long time after my um, my first Pappy died, he. when I think of him, I think of Irish Spring Soap. And there would be times where I would just get this whiff of Irish Spring Soap out of Nowhere. And I would think, oh, he was there. And um, one of the one of the first cats that uh, we ever had had been hit by a car. And for about two days afterwards, my mom and sister and I, we kept hearing her outside like and we knew that she was gone. I mean, my mom took her off the side of the road and buried her in the backyard. But we kept hearing her. She had a very distinctive meow. And it was like her spirit was still there for like another day or two. So just because someone has completed their journey here does not mean that they're gone. And I want to encourage you to think about death as them sort of graduating. That they have fulfilled their time and purpose here. And to know without a doubt that they are still here and they are still with you. I mean, they literally are in your DNA and you are carrying a piece of them around. There is that thread of DNA that connects you through and beyond death. Um, And to also be able to see death as a blessing and that for many people, it's a release of their suffering. So while, of course, we would still want them to be here, for um, both of my grandfathers and Anita and my Aunt Rose, who all died of cancer, there was such a relief that they were no longer going through that suffering, that they were finally free of their earthly body. And so I just want to encourage you to move forward and to try to find the beauty and the blessing of death and to know that that connection, that tendril or that cord is still there and the relationship is certainly different, but you are not alone. Uh, I, I have proof in my life that they are still around and that they come to you, um, maybe not when you want them or maybe not when you feel that you need them, but when they determine the time is right. So... I just want to leave you with that, hoping that you're feeling hopeful and encouraged today and that my um, death experiences have brought you um, a lot of a lot of joy and a lot of encouragement and a new way of looking at things. If you have a death story like that that you would like to share or if you've maybe had a near-death experience, I would love to hear it. So please... Um, you know, shoot me an email, send me a message, get in touch with me. I would love to be able to share or integrate your story and to continue building the case for death not really being the end. Um, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Thank you again for being patient with me, for being a few days late, and please look for uh, my new announcement, which, as you will see, ties into all of this within the next couple of days. Sending much love to you, dear ones. We'll connect again next week. Thanks for listening. If you want to learn more about Sakara Ray and Sheeler or get in touch with me, please go to my website, www.sheeler.net, or send me an email at ray at Hope to hear from you soon.